0: Hello and welcome to Bible Believing Bible Studies. My name is Brother Robert Reynolds. I'm from KJB Right Division Radio in Lipa City, Batangas, Philippines. Thank you so very much for taking the time to be with me today to hear this message that I have for you and I pray that it's a blessing to you and a help to you. I pray that it helps you learn to rightly divide the word of truth. Amen. Alright, so uh, what I'm going to do today is uh, I'm going to teach a little bit on the book of Romans. All right, and, um, and we'll look at uh, an intro of the book of Romans, and then we will look at verses 1 to 7. Alright, so um, please go with me all right, to Romans chapter 1, and we will read verses 1 to 7. Romans chapter 1 verses 1 to 7. Starting in verse 1, the King James Bible says this, Paul, a servant of Jesus Christ, called to be an apostle, separated unto the gospel of God, which he had promised before by his prophets in the Holy Scriptures, concerning his Son Jesus Christ our Lord, which was made of the seed of David according to the flesh and declared to be the Son of God with power, according to the Spirit of Holiness, by the resurrection from the dead, by whom we have received grace and apostleship for obedience to the faith, among all nations for His name, among whom are ye also the called of Jesus Christ. To all that be in Rome, Beloved of God called to be Saints grace to you and peace from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ All right, so before we get into uh, the teaching of those verses Let's look at a little background of the book of Romans Romans has 16 chapters, 433 verses, and 9,447 words. The theme of Romans is justification by faith. Also, Romans is one of the Apostle Paul's Acts period epistles. And uh, he wrote it around uh, 57 to 58 A.D. Romans teaches that a sinner is saved by grace through faith, plus nothing. And if you pair Romans up with uh, Galatians, Galatians teaches that a man is kept saved by grace through faith, plus nothing. The Apostle Paul was given the revelation of the mystery, which was kept secret since the world began, but is now made manifest by the scriptures of the prophets, according to the commandment of the everlasting God. Romans chapter 16. Romans chapter 16 and let's read verses 25 and 26. Now to him that is of power to establish you according to my gospel and the preaching of Jesus Christ according to the revelation of the mystery which was kept secret since the world began but now is made manifest and by the scriptures of the prophets according to the commandment of the everlasting God. Made known to all nations for the obedience of faith. All right, so Paul was given the revelation of the mystery. Okay, the Apostle Paul did not start the church. but he revealed he revealed it all right now the key phrase is of god you have the righteousness of god the faith of god the truth of god The salvation of God, the gospel of God, the power of God, and the wrath of God. In Romans chapter 1, all the way to chapter 3 verse 20, we have man's need for salvation because of their lost condition. In Romans chapter 3 verse 21 all the way to chapter 5 verse 21 we have God's method of salvation. In Romans 6 verse 1 all the way to chapter 8 verse 39 we have the result of salvation in Romans chapter 9 verse 1 to 11 verse 36 we have how New Testament salvation affects Old Testament covenants And in Romans 12, verse 1, all the way to chapter 16, verse 27, we have the practical outworking of salvation. The book of Romans and also Galatians, they are transitioning the Jews... From the works of the law and Gentiles from following their conscience to faith alone in Jesus Christ. The most important thing about the book of Romans is that Paul was the apostle. to them Peter Peter was never there ever and Paul was the greatest anti-Roman Catholic and you'll see that in chapter 3 verse verses 2 4 and 20 and then uh, chapter 4 verses 5 and 8 And chapter 5, verses 9, 11, and 15. And those are just a few. Okay, now let's look at Romans um, chapter 1, verses 1 to 7. Romans chapter 1 has 32 verses. And uh, it is historical. Amen. All right. So now you have you have Paul's greeting to the Romans. All right. Let's go ahead and let's read verses one to seven again. Paul, a servant of Jesus Christ, called to be an apostle, separated unto the gospel of God, which he had promised before by his prophets in the holy scriptures, concerning his son Jesus Christ our Lord, which was made of the seed of David according to the flesh, and declared to be the son of God with power according to the spirit of holiness by the resurrection from the dead, by whom we have received grace and apostleship for obedience to the faith, Among all nations for his name. Among whom are ye also. The called of Jesus Christ. And then verse 7. To all that be in Rome. Beloved of God. Called to be saints. Grace to you and peace from God our Father. And the Lord. Jesus Christ. So first of all. Notice that Paul's name. Is the very first word mentioned, right, Philippians and Titus also start that way, right, and um, he was, meaning Paul, he was a servant of Jesus Christ, and a servant is called out to serve amen now all of us who are saved we are servants of Jesus Christ Look at First uh, Corinthians chapter six. 1 Corinthians chapter six, and uh, let's read verses nineteen and uh, twenty. When we're dealing with we're dealing with servants here, okay. Starting in verse nineteen. What? Know ye not, that your body is the temple of the Holy Ghost, which is in you, which ye have of God, and ye are not your own. You see that? Ye are not your own. And then verse 20, for ye are bought with a price, therefore glorify God in your body and your spirit. Which are God's. See, we are bought with a price. Jesus Christ bought us with his precious shed blood. Amen. We belong to Christ. Okay. Now, look at uh, 1 Corinthians chapter 9. Verse 19. The Apostle Paul says, For though I be free from all men, yet have I made myself servant unto all that I might gain the more. Okay, so, you know, the Apostle Paul and us, you know, servants of Christ. Also, to the body of Christ. Alright, look at uh, 2 Corinthians 2, verse 5. 2 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 5. But if any have caused grief, he hath not grieved me, but in part, that I may not overcharge you all. Alright, now go to Second Timothy two verse twenty-four. Second Timothy chapter two verse twenty-four. And the servant of the Lord must not strive, but be gentle unto all men, apt to teach, patient. Now go to Colossians four verse twelve. Epaphras, who is one of you, a servant of Christ, saluteth you always laboring fervently for you in prayer, that ye may stand perfect and complete in all will of God. Amen. And then, he was called to be an apostle. An apostle is called out to be sent. Alright, let's go back to our text verses. Romans chapter 1. And in verse 1, Paul, a servant of Jesus Christ, called to be an apostle, separated unto the gospel of God. So he was called out to be sent. He was the apostle to the Gentiles. Now, notice that, that he was called, okay? Ministry, you know, whether it be pastor, evangelist, um, piano player, you know, whatever the case may be, missionary... Sunday school teacher a calling is not a job some may treat it that way but a calling is a summons from God okay Now, look at uh, 1 Corinthians chapter 1, and I'll show you calling here. 1 Corinthians chapter 1, and we'll start in verse 26. For ye see your calling, brethren, how that not many wise men after the flesh, not many mighty, not many noble are called. Okay, so those are who are not called so much. Okay, now verse 27. Now you see uh, who God calls, who God chooses. But God hath chosen the foolish things of the world to confound the wise. And God hath chosen the weak things of the world to confound the the things which are mighty. And base things of the world and things which are despised that God chosen, yea, and things which are not. To bring to naught things that are. And here is why. Verse 29. That no flesh should glory in his presence. Verse verse 30. But of him are ye in Christ Jesus. Who of God is made unto us wisdom and righteousness. And sanctification and redemption. Verse 31. That according as it is written. He that glorieth let him glory. In the Lord. Amen? They will not steal God's glory from Him. And that's why God uses them and calls them. They give glory to God. Amen? Alright, and next, he was separated unto the gospel of God. Verse 1 of our text. Paul, a servant of Jesus Christ, called to be an apostle, separated unto the gospel of God. Notice, separated unto you know a lot of the the fundamental circles they stress separated from but remember that is not enough Christians should be separated to something. Amen. You know, it's it's good that, you know, if uh, if you uh, if you drank, you stopped your drinking, smoking, you stopped smoking, um, you know, whatever the case may be, but We need to fill that that void, if you will. All right. Look at uh, Ephesians four, verse twenty-eight, and uh, and we will go all the way to thirty-two here. Let him that stole steal no more, but rather let him labor with his hands the things which is good, the thing which is good, that he may have to give to him that needeth. Let no corrupt communication proceed out of your mouth, but that which is good for the use of edifying that it may minister grace unto the hearers. And grieve not the Holy Spirit of God, whereby ye are sealed unto the day of redemption. Let all bitterness and wrath and anger and clamor and evil speaking be put away from you with all malice. And then verse 32, And be ye kind one to another, tenderhearted, forgiving one another, even as God for Christ's sake hath forgiven you. So it's good that that those things are let go of. But they need to be replaced. Amen. Notice verse 29. Let no corrupt communication proceed out of your mouth. But that which is good. For... To the use of edifying that it may minister grace unto the hearers. So you replace those things with good. Amen. Now, God had promised. The gospel through the prophets in the holy scriptures. Which were concerning. His son Jesus Christ. Our Lord. Made of the seed of David according to the flesh. Declared to be the son of God with power. According to the spirit of holiness. By the resurrection. Of the dead. That's verses 2 to 4. Which he had promised before by his prophets in the holy scriptures concerning his son Jesus Christ our Lord. Which was made of the seed of David according to the flesh. And declared to be the son of God with power according to the spirit of holiness by the resurrection from the dead. So God promised that someday a redeemer would come. And that people would have eternal life. And one day he would resurrect them. You'll see like Isaiah chapter 53. You know, that is dealing with Christ and His crucifixion. But the Holy Spirit has to reveal that to you. The Jews are blind. All right, let's look at um, let's see second corinthians chapter three and verses 15 to 17. But even unto this day, when Moses is read, the veil is upon their heart. Nevertheless, when it shall turn to the Lord, the veil shall be taken away. Now, the Lord is that Spirit, and where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. All right, now. I'll show you something else too. Romans chapter 11 verses 25 to 29. You know there's a lot of teaching out there that that God is through with Israel. And that the church, the body of Christ, has replaced Israel and now we are spiritual Israel. But look at this, starting in verse 25 of Romans 11. For I would not, brethren, that ye should be ignorant of this mystery, lest ye should be wise in your own conceits, that blindness in part is happened to Israel until the fullness of the Gentiles be come in. And so all Israel shall be saved. All right? So if you're one that teaches that God is through with Israel, all right, then uh, according to this, And God cannot lie. This is His word. According to this, you are wise in your own conceit. You're conceited. Okay? Verse 26, And so all Israel shall be saved, as it is written, There shall come out of Zion the, the Deliverer, and shall turn away ungodliness from Jacob. Jacob is Israel. So all Israel will be saved. For this is my covenant unto them when I shall take away their sins. Now, look at verse 28. As according, as concerning the gospel, they are enemies for your sakes. But as touching the election, they are beloved for the father's sakes. And then verse 29. For the gifts and calling of God are without repentance. Okay, so they are, uh, Israel is, um, is blind to the Gospel, but one day, they will turn to the Lord, amen? And so, by Christ, we received grace and apostleship of obedience to the faith among all nations for His name verse 5 Romans 1 verse 5 by whom we have received grace and apostleship for obedience to the faith among all nations for his name now The Campbellites, the Campbellites say that water baptism is necessary for salvation. Baptists say that, and I'm Baptist, but Baptists say that water baptism is not essential for salvation. But is essential for obedience. now, I'll give you an example of that uh back when I first came here to the Philippines back in two thousand and eleven uh, i was uh I was talking to a national pastor and, and um, i I told him. I said, you you know, I don't really understand why it is that you know after I got saved, um, I had no changes. You know, I was I wasn't reading my Bible, uh, you know, praying that you know going to church. I wasn't doing any of that, and two years after I was saved I got baptized and then after my baptism that is when the changes started happening you know I started reading my Bible started praying going to church whatnot, and his response to me was Well, your baptism was your first act of obedience. But water baptism is not obeying the gospel. All right, I will show you. Um, Look at Romans 16. We read this earlier, but I'll read it again. Romans 16, verse 26. But now is made manifest, and by the scriptures of the prophets, according to the commandment of the everlasting God, made known to all nations for the obedience of what? Faith Obedience is about faith. Obeying the gospel is believing the gospel. Amen. Now look at Romans ten. and uh let's read starting in verse 13 and uh we'll go to 16. for whosoever shall call upon the name of the for whosoever shall call upon the name of the lord shall be saved how then shall they call on him in whom they have not believed and how shall they believe in him of whom they have not heard And how shall they hear without a preacher and how shall they preach except they be sent as it is written how beautiful are the feet of them that preach the gospel of peace and bring glad tidings of good things. Now, pay attention to this. But they have not all obeyed the gospel. For Isaiah saith, Lord, who hath believed our report? And let's read 17. So then faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of God. And then we are also called of Christ. Romans one verse six Among whom are ye also the called of Jesus Christ? Our calling is from the Lord for His purpose. Look at 2nd Timothy, 2nd Timothy chapter 1, and let's start in verse 8. Be not thou therefore ashamed of the testimony of our Lord, nor of me as prisoner. But be thou partakers of the afflictions of the gospel according to the power of God. Verse 9. Pay attention to this. Who has saved us and called us with an holy calling. Not according to our works. But according to his own purpose and grace. Which was given us in Christ Jesus before the world began. So I ask you, who are we to disqualify ourselves or anyone else from ministry? You know, back in 2013, around December of 2013, um, I disqualified myself uh, from doing any type of ministry. You know, I wasn't preaching, I wasn't teaching, uh, I wasn't doing anything. You know, and. I did that for four months and I will tell you that it was the most miserable four months. I felt empty inside. You know, and I, I heard I heard a preacher one time um, in the States say from the pulpit that you know if if a pastor has problems with his family then he needs to disqualify himself step down And get his family right. And then, when he gets his family right, then he needs to come back to ministry. But for me, personally, I would have more respect. For a preacher or pastor or whatever that despite his issues, despite his problems, he keeps preaching and keeps teaching and keeps going in the ministry for the Lord. Amen. So, I encourage you, if you are considering disqualifying yourself, keep going for the Lord. And don't quit. Our calling comes from the Lord. Right? And it's for His purpose. Amen. And then Paul was writing to the Romans, Gentiles, which were beloved of God and called to be saints. And Paul extends his grace and peace to them from God and Christ. Every Christian, every person that has put their faith and trust in Christ and his death, burial and resurrection. Are saints. No pope. Or anyone. Has the authority to make anyone. A saint. It's a calling. From God. Amen. And remember this. A call shows a need, an ability, and an opportunity. Amen. And then notice the Apostle Paul, he always says grace before peace. Why is that? It's because. You cannot have peace without grace. Amen. And do do you remember the Apostle Paul, his thorn in the flesh? He asked the Lord three times to take that thorn in his flesh away from him. And what did the Lord say? My grace is sufficient for thee. Amen. So keep going for the Lord. Amen. Never quit. Never give up. All right. I will go ahead and uh, and I'll stop right there. Uh, thank you so very much uh, for for being with me today. Uh, thank you um, for your prayers for me and my family, uh, for the ministry that he's entrusted us with. Until next time, God bless you.